Hey guys, what's going on? Steve Cronin. I am here with Jonathan Roseland of Limitless Mindsets. Been wanting to talk to this guy for a long time. Just have a casual chat, have a hangout on YouTube, and he's here. What's going on, dude? Hey, Steve. I, I'm really happy to finally have connected with you. I, I hope we can do it in person sometime, but the, uh, the bits and packets between us will suffice for the moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, I started watching your channel about a year ago. Um, it's around the same time I like rebooted mine. I think in, in many ways, your content has served uh, to influence what I do uh, in, in a lot of ways. Um, but I've definitely wanted to, to get on a call with you for, for quite some time. Uh, one thing I'm curious like is one thing, and maybe I just haven't binge watched enough of your videos, but I'm curious more about like your story and how you got involved into nootropics and biohacking. I'm always very interested in, in like origin stories with people and, and biohacking. Okay. I'll try to make this, I'll try to make this one interesting. So ha have you ever been in a federal courtroom? Not federal, no, not a federal courtroom. Okay, they're, they're bigger. They're bigger than normal courtrooms because I, I suppose they, need, they, they feel the need to intimidate the people that are in them. So about five years ago, about five years ago, I was in, it was, a, it was like five to six years ago. It might've been a little bit longer than five years actually. I, was, I had to testify in a federal courtroom and there was a situation where a a, a friend of mine like a long-term family friend of mine had gotten involved in this white collar this white collar really kind of like a like a classic ponzi scheme and i had i had really good reason to believe that my family friend, that he was almost completely, uh, almost completely uh, had been involved in just a totally fraudulent manner. I, I had good reason to believe that he was not guilty of the pretty significant financial crime that he was being accused of. And I had, I, since I had known him for quite a while, I had actually volunteered to be a character reference in his in in his uh, his official case where he was in, where he was going to be where he was going to face his judgment. So I was I was like all dressed up like three piece suit and tie, and I walked into this courthouse and I was I was really nervous, Steve. Like I've I've done a lot of I've, I've done a lot of crazy things, but this was like really uh, a mo this was quite a, a a moment where I was like you know my ability to communicate persuasively here will will be a factor likely a small factor but it's still going to be a factor in the long term freedom of this this of this family friend right. high stakes so about. About I don't know, probably about uh, 15 minutes before I was going to have to make my statement, I went into the bathroom of the courthouse, and I went into one of the stalls, and I snorted something. Something. And then, Unnamed substance. I, and then <laughs> I I I I went back into the courtroom, and and waited. And then I went and made the statement that I had prepared. I, I made it, I made it without having the document in front of me. I was able to, I was able to say it off the cuff. And we ended up getting my, my friend, my family friend ended up getting the, the best possible, the best possible uh, ruling from the judge in the case. So, what 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 I was what I took a snort of in there was mistletoe. Huh. And the reason 
that I did that is because mistletoe is the scent that I have used to anchor to a uh, biological condition as a as an olfactory as an olfactory trigger for confidence. And this was this was a trick that I this is a, a real classic biohack that I had heard in the sales course that Jordan Belfort created. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. The uh, okay. movie Wolf of Wall Street was based on him. Yeah, you recall about halfway through the Wolf of Wall Street, they they play this silly infomercial where he's like selling some corny product in an infomercial, and then a bunch of federal agents arrest him in the middle of the infomercial. You remember that, right? I don't remember that particular scene. No, I saw the movie okay. once in theaters when it came out, and then and then haven't returned to it yet. Okay. So the, the course that he was describing in that scene is actually a real course that you can find on the internet that Jordan Belfort, the real life Wolf of Wall Street created. And it's actually a, a quite good sales psychology course. And I had taken it, I'd, and it came out a while ago. Like it's probably, it's, probably, it's, it's at least half a decade old by now, but I recall that particular method and I had started anchoring mistletoe as my, my confidence scent sometime before that. And so of course I used it when I had to testify in, in federal court for this case. And I was like, you know, that was, that was, that was, that was quite, that was quite effective. And so and then it was a couple of years after that, that this movie came out, which has uh, inspired perhaps uh, more people than any, than anything else to do some, to do some Googling of what are drugs, supplements. I, I think, I bet you, I bet you that people look specifically for drugs that can improve their memory that can make them limitless i bet you that that's like the, the number one search term that most people input into google after after watching the movie limitless with bradley cooper sure absolutely no i, I definitely agree with that you know that anchoring technique reminds me uh probably about 10 years ago i read this book uh, about nlp and and there's a lot of cool like mental tricks in there anchoring being one of them but now I feel like I've shortchanged myself because I've never really seriously given anchoring a chance. Um, and and I, I think it's kind of cool because it also reminds me of kind of like the, these like new age magical thinking type principles that others talk about. Uh, but this of course is from like a psychological perspective. Uh, so that's, that's really, that's a really cool story. A little, a uh, little pro for, for the anchoring there. Yeah, and what you what you have to do, here's some specifics to it. It has to be a scent that you don't smell normally mm -hmm. because it has to be something that, that really strongly gets associated with that feeling of confidence, with that feeling of being on top of the world. So if you are, if you're diluting the mindset that goes with that scent by if you're diluting it by more than one third then it becomes less then it becomes less effective so it obviously it couldn't be anything like you couldn't use like rosemary you couldn't use any any scent that you would encounter regularly you couldn't use but mistletoe is that's a highly distinctive scent sure, right so that's sure. why i think it's been it's been pretty effective. Fantastic. So, so how old are you uh, at this point when you are acting as a character witness? Around around 25. I'm 31 now, so it was about six years ago. So yeah, I must have been about 25 then. Okay, and so then and so then after 
realizing like the, the supreme effectiveness of this anchoring technique, how then did you transition into, into like the world of nootropics from that experience? So I started Googling, yeah, things like NZP48, drugs to make you smarter. And similar to today, I started coming across a bunch of these like internet marketing type products. I started coming across like these, yeah, these, these like, these like really beautiful plastic graphics of plastic bottles of these supplements and uh, you know I'm I, I we belong to kind of like this generation that is like is like naturally just very jaded about like anything like marketing or any, anything that oh, looks like, sure. like an internet yeah. marketing product we just have all of these cognitive dissonance bells that go off that go off right away so I I, I looked at probably about 10 different like mind power products and I was like, okay, these are probably, these are probably all, or this is what I thought. I looked at about 10 different products and I, I forget what they even were at the time. It was like five years ago. So they're all probably out of business and, and gone. They've all probably <laughs> gone the way of the, the hula hoop now. Um, but I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I bet you that about 10% of these products are the real deal. So I just started, I, I, I had known from talking to people, I had known from talking to people with like real solid scientific education, that PubMed was the place where you could actually get serious information about about science, about human clinical trials that had been done. And so I started just going on, spending a lot of time on PubMed and trying to look specifically at human clinical trials, looking at uh, meta-analyses of human clinical trials, looking at uh, the double-blind crossover randomized study design trials, and then also looking at the human studies and meta-analyses for recency. And as subjects, as, as statements are made in abstracts of studies that didn't meet those criteria, I would, I would, disregard, I would disregard the conclusion increasingly the less that they met those, those, those criteria. But what's, what's really interesting that I, that I, that I, well, I've concluded, I've concluded it now is that there's, there's quite a, quite a lack of buffer in between the conclusions that researchers are being made and in between the information, which is presented in a easily understandable way to the to the public you, know, sure. you can yeah, go you can you, you can take something like like paracetam and you can go on pubmed and you can pull up paracetam and you'll see you'll see at least a handful of like quite quite good scientific research that's being done on paracetam this year in 2016 you'll see like papers and studies where really qualified scientists have spent like tons of hours researching some little nuance of paracetam yet there's 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 a real lack of like of like journalists that are taking this information and interpreting it and putting it out there for the public and there's there's a lot of it's funny because there's so many other domains of life where there's like and you know i almost kind of hate to use the word journalist because i just got finished reading that book trust me i'm lying by ryan holiday where he where he throws journalists under under the bus so so effectively but there's kind of a there's kind of a lack of like of like i guess just the translators 
that are that are taking the recent human data, the meta-analyses, and putting that into a format that that's that's really easy for the public to understand. And that's why that's why my channel and my content I focus really heavily on taking the statements that are in the abstracts of recent studies and meta-analyses and putting those statements directly in front of people and then trying to add a little little bit of personality and a little bit of colorful prose and perhaps analogy and metaphor around the around the statements being made in abstracts of studies so that yeah so that those so that that scientific information can get closer to the public that can use it to make informed decisions about their biohacking i definitely appreciate that i mean i think that's fantastic and 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 with the prostate example i mean there's there's a new topic that has has been studied literally for decades and uh there's been some peaks and valleys in terms of uh how it's been perceived by the public consciousness and how the media has been treating it like like for example, when I first got into into nootropics, my first kind of like nootropics ish book that I read was a book called um, I think it was called Mega Brain by Michael Hutchison, and this is something published in I think 90, 1990, 1991. Um and it's still like a very glorified kind of like uh, a, a take on nootropics, where the, there is some like sourcing there to to, to to scientific literature, but but more of this kind of like uh, this is amazing stuff. Um, but really, I mean, I, I don't really know, like, I was born in 1987, so me in 1991, I'm not sure how the public was perceiving this stuff, if really at all, but there definitely seems to be peaks and valleys. Now, I definitely agree, like, if Vice and, 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 and other, other outlets, even, even the mainstream media like CNN, I mean, they, they really, whenever they mention something like nootropics, they automatically like they automatically go to the limitless movie and they're automatically like could a pill change your entire life and they don't they don't do any of this stuff like and actually related to science so so I, I do really appreciate that and I think that's a I think that's a really fantastic methodology that, that you've developed thanks Steve me on the other hand I really just I really just talk about my own experiences my own story and 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 that's really where my focus is I mean I'm I am, it's kind of selfish of me because I am kind of like wanting to essentially just broadcast myself being uh, the guinea pig that I am and just share my experiences uh, and, and have a much less structured approach as you do. And, and you're at the point now where, where you're developing, I remember I watched like maybe it was a month ago, you had like a whole social anxiety protocol and how not just nootropics, but other methods to kind of uh, aid uh, that experience for others. And I think it was about half an hour long and I watched it and I thought it was fantastic. So, so you're, really, you're really ramping up your, your content in a significant way, I think. Thanks. Yeah, I'm actually adding another module to that social anxiety protocol. And it's, I'm adding it, it'll be added in about, in about, a month that will that will that will expand that because social anxiety is such a it's it, I think right now it's one of the most rapidly expanding disorders that modern people are having to deal with because of how ubiquitous and addictive the the internet is right now so i see i see social anxiety as being like a, a problem that more and more people are going to have and i think that biohacking is one of the few like really legitimate ways of tackling it yeah definitely with social anxiety and anxiety in general uh with within the the, the modern like medical community there's really only so much that we can do. Like I have, I have chronic anxiety. It used to be a lot worse the past few years. It's, it's definitely leveled out. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's only so much stuff available uh, for someone who goes to those experiences until at the end of the day, someone is told we can't help you any longer, or you've tried every drug that there is to offer. But then when you just do a little bit of research on your own, a whole new world opens up. 
of different practices that of course you'll have to go through trial and error to see what works for you, uh, that you can really customize your own treatment plan, uh, either under the guidance of a physician or if someone chooses without one. Uh, and 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 that's that's actually my favorite element of biohacking is really taking charge and control of your own of your own health and and, and your own anxieties in this case as it were. Steve, do you have a favorite social anxiety hack yourself? My so no, I don't have a favorite. Uh, there are a few things I try. Uh, none of them have really uh, resulted in the benefits that I that I want. Uh, which is why I haven't made a video about it yet because I haven't found the solution. Um, so low doses of phenibute before going into so so I guess backing up for a second. I have I have the, kind of a chronic chronic anxiety that that manifests in a lot of different ways. But if we narrow in on social anxiety, uh, that revolves around me in a large group of people, most of whom which I, I don't know. Right. If I'm in a small group of people and I know everyone, I don't, I'm fine. Uh, so low doses of phenibut in those situations uh, has helped um, because I think a lot of the anxiety that I experience is, is kind of like internal chatter and phenibut seems to kind of quiet that down. So I can I can kind of speak with others and engage with others uh, uh, more from the back of the brain, as I like to call it. So without using my prefrontal cortex too much uh, and more intuitively. Um, I've also found that uh, changing my mood before going out, this doesn't even have to really involve drugs. This could involve listening to my favorite, like, rep, like Death Cab for Cutie record or something, uh, or even exercise before I go out. Uh, both of those things really do uh, wonders for increasing my mood. Um, I would say those are the two things, but I haven't really, I haven't gotten the results I really wanted. So, so that's my convoluted answer to your question. Okay, cool. Hey, let's move on to some of these items. Or you had an interesting question that you posed, which was, what is the, the future of biohacking? And here's, here's, my, here's, my, here's the thought that I've been having on this. Maybe you can tell me, maybe you can tell me if, I'm, if I'm way off base on this, but I think there's, I think there's actually probably a pretty good chance that we are kind of at like peak, that we are at peak biohacking liberty right now. I, I think there's a pretty good chance that we'll see within like the next like 10, year, 10, 10 years or so, I think there's a pretty good chance that we'll see biohacking becoming like really highly regulated. I think we'll see more of what happened in the UK a couple of months ago where they passed a, where they passed this, this, uh, what was it? A psychoactive ban. Psychoactive right? Substance where, Act. Yeah. Where, where any, any compound that ostensibly is psychoactive, enters into like this gray area where a government bureaucrat can come along and say, you're not allowed to consume that, Steve, <laughs> right? Yeah, and um, alcohol, alcohol is on the exception list. It's like, yeah, yeah, alcohol, no big deal. Like we, we want all to make money, so, so let's continue to tax and regulate alcohol, that's fine. Even though that is alcohol is psychoactive, poisonous, or at least more poisonous than something like paracetam, it's, it's, it's Insanity, really. Yeah, it's 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 the height of absurdity, and and hypocrisy, as you point out, with with the alcohol exception. And I I I I think there's I think right now it's less than a fifty fifty percent chance. I, I'm actually somewhat pessimistic about this. I think that there's going to be a a slow decline of our liberty to use, to legally use these types of tools to, to uh, hack our biology. I, I don't think that there's going to be like a situation where, where uh, a guy in, in 
in, in, in big scary boots is going to come knocking at your door <laughs> and demand and demanding that you turn over your, your racetams. I don't really think that's going to happen. But what I, what I see happening is the, 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 the FDA probably in the United States and different agencies around the world increasingly putting regulations on the manufacturers and requiring increasing levels of the manufacturers to prove things about what they're selling. And I think we're going to see increased taxes on the, on the, the supplements themselves. And so I think right now we're kind of in this, I think, I think we're never going to see supplements and smart drugs as cheap and as good as they are now. I think if we, I think if we fast forward like 10 years into the future, I think we'll see supplements and smart drugs. I think we'll see a, mostly the same supplements and smart drugs that have mostly the same effect. But I think we'll see that the prices are a whole lot higher on them because the manufacturers are going to have to go through a whole lot more steps. And I think we'll probably see a lot more countries that are kind of like Germany, where it's just where you, if you want to get your hands on paracetam, you either have to go through some kind of backwater shipping channels and it <laughs> arrives in a... In a uh, in in a little bit of a dubiously unmarked box at your at your doorstep, or you have to go through getting a, a prescription, which is going to be just a just an annoyance. So I think I think right now I think right now we're at we're at peak biohacking liberty. Um, although I will say that it's really exciting all the developments of smartphone apps and technology that are coming out so it, it may very, it may very well be that the that the iphone that the iphone 8 or 9 comes out with some uh with some technology where where it can where it can broadcast like a series of of um of uh of light like like that the that the, that the flashlight on the camera can send out like a series of, of of pulses that can affect our biology just with the light alone, and that something right, like that right. may replace our modafinil and our paracetam. But I think I think right now, I encourage people to enjoy the liberty that they have as much <laughs> as possible. There's a good chance. There's a good chance that it's going away. I do think so. So, in two parts, like I do think that Apple is going to bring a lot of the, a lot of these technologies to the masses. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the future iPhone has like the ability to take like HRV readings, for example. Uh, the, yeah, the same thing with the with the flickering light. Um, I mean, I have a a Procyon ABS unit myself. The glasses that strobe the lights in my eyes to to induce different different brain states, uh, as well as they have the binaural beats in the headphones. Um, and, and that's cool. Those are really expensive. I mean, they're not cheap. I think that particular unit is like 200 bucks. Um, but I think in that realm, I think for sure, uh, uh, companies like Google. You, you said, sorry, Steve, you just said binaural beats headphones. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the particular unit I have uh, is to, it's called an, an audio visual stimulatory device, ABS unit. Uh, and the unit itself is branded as Procyon. I think the company that sells it is Mind, it's either Mindplace or Mindspace.com. And, and so it operates to, to induce uh, different uh, forms of brain waves, you know, like uh, alpha, delta, et cetera. Um, and it works in two ways. So one way you can do that is, as you said, the flickering lights. Uh, when the way that was discovered, I think it is kind of funny. Uh, but so those are in the form of glasses with like LED pads. And you program the unit to flicker at a certain rate to induce whatever it is you'd like. So it could be, it's thought, you know, that the, if you have a predominant theta wave in your brain, maybe it'll be a little more creative or, or, or be able to have a higher likelihood to tap into that kind of like flow state and be super productive. 
So you put on the glasses, they flicker, and then you, for like five minute session, it's kind of like a therapy session, five minutes, five minute dose, take it off, and then you, you get to work. This unit is cool, however, because it's not just visual stimulatory, but audio as well. So it also has headphones, and in the same unit, it has programmable binaural beats uh, and sound it changes brain waves in, in, a, in, in a different way than light does, but, but they, they operate in the same principle. Uh, sound can change your brain waves as well. So it's kind of like two uh, killing, what is it? No, my, my analogy is not going to work. Uh, killing one bird with two stones. There's a bird, there's a bird and some stones. Exactly, Maybe a something bird like that. <laughs> and so I think it will be cool uh, for Apple to, to bring stuff like that to the masses because right now these are, these are available on the internet and they're really expensive because probably not a lot of people buy them and they're marketed in these weird new agey type ways, which I don't like. Like my favorite binaural beat website is called iAwake and they market in this really strange way and their, their target audience is like, it's like the new age people. And there's nothing wrong with that or nothing wrong with new age people. It's kind of like a little fun experience, but that's not really what makes the most sense to me. Now to, to, to actually agree with you about the regulation, I mean, uh, to, to kind of go back a bit. Historically, I think governments grow. Like, I, 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 there's not going to be, a president is not going to be elected of a country and then roll back 50% of government or, or even 20% of government. Like, that just doesn't happen. Uh, and so I think that there's always, like, I don't think there's necessarily people in government deviously looking for opportunities, like, what can we regulate next? But I think that is definitely a, a trend. And so, yeah, I, I can imagine uh, even maybe even five years from now, a lot of these nootropics that you and I both talk about on our YouTube channels being more heavily regulated in some way. Um, however, I, I'm not necessarily, I don't think, I think you're right in that it'll, it'll raise prices um, because that's just a natural side effect of that process. Um, but I, am, I don't think the U.S. is going to go crazy about it. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I don't think, I can't imagine the U.S. passing or trying to pass something like the Psychoactive Substance Act. Like this really gray blanket area, like we're going to decide how you can uh, take psychoactive substances and how you can't. Like, you can drink your alcohol, but you can't take your paracetam or your MDMA. Like, that's kind of, I mean, you already can't take MDMA in the U.S., but I think that's kind of a silly approach. Um, I, I, but I, but I, I think that with more popularity, more people buying, hopefully without too much regulation, I'm really excited about the research aspect. So in 10 years from now, I think we actually will have higher quality uh, nootropics, new research chemical nootropics. Uh, I think it's a good sign when Andreessen Horowitz, the, the San Francisco uh, VC firm, invests in Nutribox. I mean, I, I, think, I think we're headed in the right direction, but I do agree with you that there's always that chance that government can crack down and be like, ah, screw it, and we're gonna halt all progress in this area, and we're gonna be in the dark ages of biohacking and nootropics. That'd be terrible. Did you read the, did you by chance hear about this novel, it was called The Transhumanist Wager? The Transhumanist Wager? No, I haven't read it or heard about it. Okay. This is a novel that's actually by this guy who's running for president right now uh, on behalf of the transhumanist political party. In what country? In, in America. Really? In the USA. Oh, whoa, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I can yeah get it very cool, free. right? Free Kindle Unlimited, read for free. Okay, yeah, so... so. So what's this, uh, what is this platform? What is this book? Is it, is it laid out in this book? He has a, a hypothetical situation in this book where he's describing in about 10 to 15 years, he's describing that there's going to be something of a, of a public backlash against biohackers. Like he describes, he describes how, you know, there's going to be a, an economic contraction of the United States within the next like 10 to 15 years, which is which is probably pretty accurate. While at the same time, there's going to be, you know, there's this obvious rise in global terrorism. And in his book, he hypothesizes the he hypothesizes that biohackers, transhumanists, 
people people that have these crazy ideas like living forever that these are going to be the these are going to become a a new a new witch that is that is hunted by society and he describes how different politicians appealing to the appealing to the religious right of this hypothetical era would 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 really come after biohacking and it would become just a totally a totally demonized uh, niche of, of 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 interest, which is which is it, it makes for it makes for good it makes for good reading. It's, yeah. it's a really engaging book. I, I I I sure recommend you pick it up. But it, yeah, it kind of presents like like that's like the that's like the worst case scenario. Like what I'm what I'm hypothesizing is just moderately pessimistic. I think. Have you have you played any of the Deus Ex video game series? It's been it's been about a decade. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is when the first one came out. If whenever you have a chance, there's like a two minute trailer for this new Deus Ex game, uh, and it is essentially what you just described, like people with artificial limbs and cognitive like enhancement tools that are being perceived as terrorists by the by the public. And there's this whole like struggle between like, is transhumanism the way to go? Is it not? And then of course it's in, in the form of the game. So I'm sure there's a protagonist you play as and you make choices, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. That would be the worst case scenario. And I hope that's not, <laughs> not where we're headed because in my mind, I'm thinking of like just innovation and, and, and innovation in, in medicine and supplementation in general. Like I think it'd be really cool. Maybe this is definitely more than 10 years out, but instead of just like, uh, you know, buying some paracetam and being like, well, this is, this works for everybody. I, I think it would be neat to, once we understand like the relationship between cognitive enhancement and genetics more, uh, to actually get very customized and personalized solutions for specific people. So no longer would someone just buy paracetam and have this like shotgun approach. Um, I just, I don't know if you're familiar with a company called DNA Fit. Uh, they seem to be like the genetic, uh, a premier genetic testing company that really focuses in on like nutrition and how your body reacts to like uh, certain supplements, certain medicines, uh, and then also in areas of your environment, like how much sun do you need, et cetera, all relating to your genetics. Um, and and I, 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 it would be very cool to, to have those two areas of like nootropic use and, 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 and genetic testing. Uh, come together in, in, in a very significant way. You said the name of that company was what? Uh, DNA Fit. Ah, interesting. This is the first time I'm hearing about them, actually. Yeah, so they're, I believe they're a British company. Um, the Either the founder or, or, or a co-founder uh, spoke at the recent Biohacker Summit in London. Um, which I, I did not attend, but I went to the, the one prior in, in, in Helsinki, Finland. Um, and he gave like an hour kind of chat about, about just generally like bio, the relationship between biohacking and, and, and uh, genetic testing. He was actually kind of like the opposite opinion of me. He was like, uh, I don't know if, if we can actually use this to, <laughs> to, to parade uh, nootropic use in the future. Um, but uh, it, so I have a kit uh, on my desk over there and, and just need it. it's just a swab. It costs like 150 bucks or something. Send it in and uh, you'll be good to go. So you're going to be getting your results from this in like a couple of weeks then? I'm not sure how long it takes for them to process everything and then, and then organize the data to send to me. Um, I also have to ship it out of the country. Um, but I'll probably ship it tomorrow. I just need to do a cheek swab and send it out. So maybe like a month, and, you know, that's conservatively a month. I don't know. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, I'll keep an eye on your channel to see what your, what your experience is with it and, and see if it, uh, provides you with some, with some insight into like what, will really work what 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 will be a long-term effective strategy that's unique and and nuanced to you because of course there's of course there's there's all these biohacks that are just like 
a good idea for everyone, like racetams, yeah. adaptogenic herbs, and meditation. Like that, like that, those are just like a good idea for like almost, almost everyone. But I'm, yeah, I'd, I'd really love to hear if, if these types of uh, genotyping analysis, which is what it sounds like it is, if that provides, if that gives you some piece of information that you, that, that, that you're not getting some type of like actionable piece of information that you haven't gotten elsewhere. Yeah, so, so I know one thing is, is different people uh, require significant different levels of vitamin D. And I personally spend about an average amount of time in the sun. Uh, and then when I move to New York, we don't get a whole lot of sun here in, in, in the city. And so I get less sun than I used to. Uh, this report will tell me if I'm one of those people that needs significantly more vitamin D than the baseline of others, then I know then to switch up my morning routine to include like, you know, half an hour outside or something like that. Uh, so that, yeah, I mean, very personalized uh, uh, approach. And, and I'm really excited about that. And, and, and I'm hopeful in, in, in regards to the future of biohacking uh, that that area will increase so we can all have more customized solutions that we're in control of and, and that we don't have to, you know, go doctor shopping for. Uh, one, one quick question I have, like, there are a lot of biohacking, you know, kind of an umbrella term, a lot of different areas it includes like quantified self, but also nootropics, transhumanism to some extent, uh, but also like, uh, uh, like introspection, like, right, the contemplative arts, the contemplative practices. In regards to wearables, that seems to be skyrocketing. Do you envision any, like, do you include wearables and in kind of like your, your regulation uh, theory in, in, in about 10 years from now? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think, yeah, I think that's gonna be probably something that's not, that's not so regulated by, 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 by the government. I think that'll be something where we see we see like pretty explosive growth in the electronics sector, right? And I think that's something that we can I think that's something we can probably predict seeing in the future. Although we'll probably see some we'll probably see some monopolization. We'll probably see some more monopolization of it. Because again, I think there's just going to be so many different technologies that are going to become integrated into our into, integrated into our smartphones. So mm -hmm. it may it may end up being a situation where the wearable where the wearables have like all sorts of really amazing tech have have all sorts of just functions that would that would blow our mind if we could see them right now but they're just all emanating from our smartphones so the so the the so it, so all the technology ends up going through like two or three or four big uh electronics manufacturing firms i think yeah i, I think that's a solid prediction and and in, in a lot of ways apple for example has monopolized a lot of things already with their devices so um, I also think the same thing might happen with nootropics. I mean, uh, I just, I mean, especially if we're talking about 10 years from now, I think this whole, like this, this idea of a new nootropic company coming out every month with their own unique stack, uh, will, will eventually falter and, and, and hopefully we'll have, I think we'll still have like the solid vendors like Powder City or Star Nootropics selling these like individual, uh, nootropics, but in terms of like the stack companies, uh, I think like 10 years from now, there'll be a lot less crap out there. Yeah, that part, that, that doesn't sound that bad to me. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Um, but, hey, Steve, I, I got a salsa class that I need to start, uh, that I need to head out for in about 10 minutes. I was wondering if you could tell me some of your thoughts on Kabaja, which you've been using for about, for what, about a month now, right? No, so actually, uh, we were in chalk talks to 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 uh, for me to test that out, but actually never uh, received the, the shipment. Um, I do. I, I'm in looking forward to taking it. Uh, it. It seems like an exciting product. Definitely fits into our talk of the future of biohacking because I think the work you're doing has a significant role to play in the future. 
but we should definitely connect uh, to to so I so I can start that uh, trial. I think that'd be a lot of fun, and 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 me talking about my experience, I think, would provide a lot of value for 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 all of us. Oh wow, my mistake. For you know, for some reason, I thought that. I thought that it had gone. I thought that some of it had gone out to you. I thought that uh, packages had gone out to you. No, yeah, we were in chats about it, but it was yeah, we talked about it a couple months ago, and 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 uh, we both of us as I mean, it's just it, we, we we talked a few times to get this call scheduled, and I and I and, I, and a lot of us have have had busy lifestyles. So, but yeah, let's sync up, and uh, I'll I'll shoot you my shipping address. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, please do. I, I, yeah, I thought you had actually, you had tried it, and I was, and I was like, and because I had, your name, your name had come up in one of the emails from one of the customers, and so I was, and so I was, I, I was, I actually kind of expected, I expected to see it on your YouTube channel, like, uh, like, like at, at, at some point. Per, perhaps there's another Steve Cronin out there, or maybe I, I I know a lot of a lot of us or a lot of our our YouTube uh, subscribers. I think we share a lot of them, so it could be just and a lot of them have been asking several times, like probably eight or nine people in the past two months have been like, "Hey, when are you and Jonathan going to get together to make a YouTube video?" I was like, oh, "Yeah, we're going to get on that." <laughs> um, because okay, so so one final thing before we wrap up. Uh, I would love to get like a, a two or three minute primer on what Kvayo is uh, and, and correct my pronunciation, please. And, and its development process and, and when it be, when you can ship it for general availability and, 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 and all that stuff. Sure. So Kvayo is a racet, primarily a racetam based stack that I, that, that's formulated specifically for cognitive capital. So the, the ingredients, the ingredients in it are, are specifically for tasks that are like, like the kind of tasks that people get uh, compensated really well for. So like engineer, engineering tasks, web development tasks, real like uh, focused analytical type tasks. It's, it's actually, it's not like the best smart drug for things like, things like sales or, or even for like podcasting, but for engineering technical tasks, it's, it's really quite excellent for that. It's, it's quite comparable to modafinil. I, you're a, you, you have some significant experience with modafinil, I imagine, right? Yeah, I'm a regular modafinil user. Okay. And, and um, I, I also use modafinil probably about once, once a week, as do, as do many of the biohackers that I talk to. But modafinil seems to have like some, it seems to have some, some real inconsistency to it. You, you talk to people about modafinil, and I would say about a third of the modafinil users that I talk to, they find that they get some real negative effects from it if they're using modafinil more than like once or twice a week. And so I wanted to uh, have a stack that created basically kind of the same headspace as modafinil, but did it using racetams which i think are a much more proven category of cognitive enhancers so the stack consists of paracetam nupept pramiracetam oxyracetam alpha gpc and then there's two proprietary ingredients which are derivatives of magnesium and tyrosine and so there was a, there was, there's like a really, there's kind of like a, there's kind of like a Bentley of magnesium that gets transported across the blood brain barrier much better than normal magnesium. And that's kind of like the secret sauce in, in this, in this particular stack. And it, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like modafinil, but you can use it about 
five to six times a week without having the kind of negatives that people who use modafinil that frequently report. Fantastic. Well, I'm really looking forward to trying it, and and I and I and hopefully it'll be uh it'll that product once it's released will have other companies shift into high gear so they can come out with things just as good or better than what you're developing. So, all right. So since since I know that uh, time is tight at this moment, uh, why don't you blast us with with everywhere we can find you, your YouTube channel, Twitter, website, etc. Sure. I just recommend that everyone go to limitlessmindset.com and that website has at this point I think about 1200 pages of information mostly mostly about nootropics and smart drugs. I have some art I, I do have some content that's on things like social dynamics and like and personal personal development type content some like few things about like language learning and and that kind of stuff but mostly it's about uh smart drugs and nootropics and i actually i actually just upgraded the search function on my website so that it it allows for like a little bit better cross-referenceability and on my website i have these two infographics they're like interactive they're interactive infographics. One of them, I break down all the different nootropics by category, by those, by those chemical, those somewhat confusing chemical subcategories. I break them all down by that. And then there's another one where I break all the nootrop, all the nootropic ingredients, not like the brands of product, but the individual ingredients. I break it down by the effects that they, that they that they create or by or by different like disorders that they can treat or fix and if people go to the nootropic ingredient directory on limitlessmindset.com they can they can find that and a bunch of a bunch of people tell me that that's like the very best resource that that, that I've created so yeah i would just kind of recommend that people check that out Awesome. Yeah, I've seen those infographics and they are definitely solid. And it was actually, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Epic Beasts, Jack of Epic Beasts, uh, another YouTuber that's not really yeah. in the biohacking yeah. niche, but dabbles in there. Uh, I was talking with him yesterday. Actually, yeah, it was yesterday, actually. I was like, dude, I was like, Jonathan has so much content on his website. Like, you really do have so much reading material. So it's a really great database for, for, for people to check out. All right, dude. Let's do this again soon. This was fun. Yeah, I hope to. Be, I hopefully we can do it in person because I I hope to be in NY probably like probably like Q one of next year to hang out with my friend Sebastian. Do you do you know him by chance? He does some biohacker meetups there. No, I don't actually. Uh, I haven't tapped into the meetup community, but if he's an organizer, is he an organizer of a meetup group? Yes, I think he calls it like the New York. You know what? I'm gonna I'll send it to you an email, and then you can include awesome. it in the in the notes on this. Because yeah, anybody in in New York, I, he has like anywhere from like I think he said like like twenty to like fifty people at there. Wow, fantastic! Very cool. I will check that out. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. This was awesome, and I will talk to you later. Ciao. All right, take care, dude.